You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with, well, you guessed it, another incredible guest today. Our guest today, Carice Laguerre is a registered dental hygienist. She's a myofunctional therapist, author, and key opinion leader in sleep and myofunctional therapy. She founded the Myospot, a practice focused on amplifying oral wellness to whole body wellness, through which she has helped hundreds of patients, children, and adults alike discover how great life can be functioning on full. Welcome to the show, Carice. How's it going? It is great. I am so excited to be here and talking to you today. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think this is something that is so underrated and like realizing that, oh, wait, uh, this has a big impact in how I have energy and live my life. So, you know, before we get into all that, I'd love to just open it up so you can talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, at my core, I am just another person trying to, you know, get through every day. I am a mom of four, a wife of one, and, you know, we have the same daily struggles that many families have. And so it's really just taking it day by day and appreciating every step that we that we take. And so I am enjoying the life that I'm living now, helping other families get through their day by days. Mm, yes, absolutely. It's it's important to remember that we're all we're all kind of made of the same stuff here. Yeah. So uh, I, I'd like to start this off with a story. This is this is your chance to to share a a story of a time that you went against the odds. Maybe you were facing an impossible goal and you might have been intimidated, but you did it anyway. Take us to that story and what was going through your head at the time. Awesome. Well, I like to kind of group in this one period of time for me that was very early on with my children and then they're growing up. Um, So it's a story. It goes over some time, but we're going to collapse time a little bit too. So I think that most parents were very similar to me when people would ask, how's everything? How's life? You give them all the highlights. We always go through the highlight reel. Kids are doing great sons in soccer, daughters in ballet, and everything is great and beautiful. However, there were some things underlying there, just like I'm certain other people go through too, but we don't technically put that into our highlight reel. So my son had suffered with a lot of ADHD, behavioral and impulse control issues, and we were really struggling through school. My um, oldest daughter, so I only have the one boy, my oldest daughter has a lot of issues with sleep and Every single night for 10 straight years, we had bedwetting, night terrors, sleepwalking, you name it, we were going through it. And it was a nightly occurrence. My two youngest daughters had every upper respiratory infection you can imagine, constant tonsils, and then the ear infections. And we were back and forth and always something going on. So my highlight reel was the outside. That's what I put outside into the world for the first 10 years of my motherhood. And then what was actually going on was kind of crippling because it felt like I couldn't get past these issues to see what was going on actually with my children. And they can't verbalize it, right? They're kids. They don't really know that they're not fully there and fully present. 
And so um, I was working for a pediatric dentist as I am a registered dental hygienist. And she put a lot of pieces together for me, but I had no idea how it was that I was going to take these things that she was telling me when it was about the way my children are breathing and how they're using their oral muscles that's actually impacting all these various things they were going through. So I, I felt like I didn't know what to do at that moment in time. Yes, she gave me steps. Yes, she gave me things. But all four of my children seemed to be going through something that was so incredibly different. And I had no idea how I was supposed to tackle this on my own because that's really what I wanted to do. As a mother, I felt like I was failing them. And so I wanted to own their their recovery, right? So because I am a registered dental hygienist, I was able to dive into coursework and to be able to develop the myofunctional therapy training skills that I have today. And it was in delving into that and then making serious changes at home. So now we had to cut out a lot of things from our diet. We had to buckle down. And can you imagine getting four kids to try to do something every single day that's going to help impact their health? but they're very resistant to it. I mean, it was quite the challenge, but within a year, we were able to really make a 360 in their health and their wellness. We got my son off the ADHD medication. We got my daughter no longer having any sleep issues. And we got off of that constant cycle of amoxicillin that we were on with my mm. little two. So it is a journey. It was a long, long journey, but to collapse time, I was so excited to be able to overcome that hurdle with them and to do it alone. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and then, so that's, I'm just assuming that's the sort of impetus that led to you taking this new path into championing uh, proper sleep and, uh, and, and wellness. Let, let's, let's talk about that. What were some of the things that you discovered in, in your quest to figure out how to help your children sleep better? Well, one of the things that I discovered is that, you know, we don't think about it, but breathing is so incredibly important to so much that goes on in the body. And in, even so to the point where it can deeply impact the quality of sleep and sleep is the most important thing, especially for children. So that's going to affect the way their brains and their skulls are developing. If they're not getting good sleep, it's going to impact the way that their body is able to function the next day. And it's definitely going to impact their growth because children only secrete the human growth hormone during stage three sleep. So if they're not hitting stage three sleep or they're not sleeping and getting quality sleep, that's going to impact their development overall. So I think I've learned a lot in the time, but definitely that the breathing impacts so much of their sleep. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Mm. Okay. So I've, I've been turned on to sleep tape from my former boss, Eric Sue. He's, he's, He's taught me about sleep tape. And I've actually put that into practice. I put the little X on my on my mouth so I breathe through my nose. And people think I'm crazy. Um, you are not. You know, obviously, I only do it if I'm sleeping alone. But it's it's like a very – it's it's an interesting thing. So what what else can you do to breathe better while you're sleeping? It's really important to develop a nasal hygiene routine. I think that is the biggest thing that anyone can do. Everybody thinks about all sorts of ways we can clean the rest of our body, but our nose, the most important thing that is 
actually pumping in the oxygen. We don't clean it out. We got to clean it out. There's a whole lot of gunk up there. So blowing the nose and then developing a hygiene routine that involves some sort of rinsing of the nose. So whether that be a saline rinse um, where you use a nasal spray, or it could be just using one of the neti pots or something that is going to just cleanse those passages. We need those nostrils to be as clear as possible. That way we can optimize the breath that we're taking in there. So that is the biggest tip. Clean your nose. How, how frequent and like on, in terms of neti pot, like is the, is the glass or ceramic one uh, preferred or can you use the little tube that you, that you squeeze? You could use the tube, you could use the glass. It, it's more about what's in there. So it's typically a saline solution, which is more of like a, a salt water solution. And that's going to help to clear out and keep those sinuses nice and clear too, because we don't want any of that congestion and the mucus to be happening at night. That's going to impair the quality of the sleep, right? Because it impacts directly the breathing. Um, so every day, every single day, you want to have a nasal hygiene routine. There is no day to skip it. The day that you don't want good sleep skip your nasal hygiene routine <laughs> oh wow okay that's that's wild okay um what else this is this is fascinating I, i'm i'm just take us through the take us through the take us through the tour of the of the of the myofunctional office here so we've got our, our nasal rinse yeah what else have we got be mindful of your tongue. So our tongues, nobody ever thinks about it, but our tongues are super long. Our tongue actually goes down to like C6, C7 on our cervical um, spine. And so that's something that we want to get up and out of the airway because while snoring is a very common thing, it is not a normal thing. So if we want to think about what snoring might be at night, snoring is actually the sound of air meeting resistance as it's going through your upper respiratory system. So it's hitting against some sort of um, impetus that is blocking it. So be it the soft tissues or be it the tongue that's resting down too low, which is why we like a closed mouth posture because that tongue is supposed to be sitting up and against the palate. That way it's up and out of the airway. It leaves more space in the back of the throat for breathing to occur when it comes in through the nose. And so the tongue being mindful of it, being aware of where your tongue is when you're sleeping. If you find that you're having trouble keeping your tongue up against the roof of your mouth during the day, you're probably definitely not keeping it up against the roof of your mouth at night. And so it is very important to exercise that tongue, keep good mindful practices of where it is and to lift it as often as possible. That's how you're going to keep those muscles nice and tight. Oh, I love it. Okay. So this is, these are all things that people don't actually think about. I, I love how you're bringing them up. And, you know, obviously like we hear, uh, the other thing we hear about is, is, uh, the temperature in the room I hear it's supposed to be like 68 degrees is what people say. Um, what are your thoughts around, around like just the environment of where you sleep? The environment is incredibly important. Yes, you do want to keep a nice, good temperature. However, you also want to make sure that you are keeping it a nice hygienic place too. So make sure you're washing your sheets, make sure you're cleaning your mattress. There is a way to clean your mattress. Make sure you're cleaning your mattress. We want to make sure that we get rid of as much dust and any sort of um, stimulants that are going to produce histamines because we don't want those allergic reactions that are going to congest us and that are going to block that airway off more. So clean your pillows, clean your mattress, clean your sheets, um, make sure that you 
potentially there are some people who have more silent allergies. So I know this isn't a popular tip, but you want to keep pets out of the bedroom. That way, any of that potential dander that might be causing some post-nasal drip in the morning or any sort of um, low-grade allergic reactions, such as the congestion, if we want to avoid that, we got to keep our, our loved ones or those beautiful pets out of the room. That's yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's, I'd love to shift gears now and, and talk about some practical tips around, I mean, obviously taking the courage, like finding the courage to start your own, your own practice and, and, and grow this from basically the ground up here. Yes. You've had to develop a lot of courage, skills. There's also probably been a lot of just, you know, entrepreneurial business stuff that you've had to encounter. So let's, let's kind of talk about a little bit about that. What are some practical things that that you'd suggest for people to develop more courage around growing their personal business or just getting out there and, and building more leverage in their career? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that you can do is remember your why. Why are you doing it? So when I saw the impact that it had on my household and how I got to meet my children for the first time after years and years of knowing them, um, I would say that that's what I kept in my back pocket every time I ran up against objections, because you're going to get those objections. You're going to get the people who are you know, going against you in a way that is counterproductive to you building your business. So I've had to go up against, you know, doctors or physicians or um, any sort of professional in the traditional medical world, just saying, you know, no, this is nonsense. You can't, you know, just do that. You have to intervene surgically. You have to do this, that, or the other thing. And so I think the biggest thing that any entrepreneur can do is remember their why. You will always come up across some sort of roadblock to your success, but that why has got to be in the back of your mind, keeping you going, that there is going to be a better world on the other side of this because of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm, yes. It's so cool. And I love how you're talking about the world, not just your own life. You know, it's, there's a, there's a bigger reason beyond your own motivations. That's, that's encouraging you to keep going. And so let's, let's talk about what you're able to do now that you weren't able to do before. Like how has life improved now that you've, you've gone on this path and you've, and you've sunk your teeth into this calling and you've come out the other side. Since I've sunk my teeth into this, I've been so incredibly fulfilled just personally. I get to work with other families. I get to make a difference in people's lives. I get to make a difference in the way people view their health and and how they can overcome things. And I think that that fulfillment has definitely changed me. It's definitely brought out more joy in my professional life, which trickles down into my personal life. And so my home is a happier place. I have a hundred percent gotten a lot more freedom because I don't have the typical nine to five. I get to make more of my own hours. I get to um, work with families as I select and so forth. And so I get to be more in charge of my own schedule. So that fulfillment and that freedom, I think overall, it's really just brought so much joy into my life. Mm, 
Yes, that's what it's all about there. I love that. And so for the for the pioneers and and the Mavericks that are listening here, it, it, there's always something that there's a, there's a section of the show that I love to talk about, and that's about decision making, because we might have a big dream, we might have a big goal, we might have our why, but at the end of the day, actions are really what makes that dream or that purpose built. And so let's. Take a minute and talk about how you approach decisions. What have you found to be particularly helpful? Do you have a decision-making framework or a mental model that you've put into practice frequently that seems to work most of the time? (laughs) When it's time to make a decision, I, for the most part, try to follow my instincts as much as possible. So I have in the past tried to list things out, pros, cons, and really tried to logically think through some things. But there's always that instinct, that little voice inside that kind of tells me which way I'm leaning more towards. And I find that if I don't lean into that feeling, if I don't lean into that thought, that it just doesn't go the way that I would have liked it to. So Yes, being a little bit more mindful of how you are actually feeling towards something can be helpful. Uh, You don't want to completely disregard the logic, but I think that that has guided me to make a lot of good decisions. Wonderful. All right. And as we're working towards wrapping up here, we'll, we'll leave with the final question. And this is a, this is, this is a powerful question. And so we're going to try our best to sum up the most impactful life lesson, and this could also be advice that you've heard from someone along your journey, to 30 seconds or so. So what would that life lesson be? This is a powerful question. Okay. Most impactful life lesson. Don't give up. I think that is the biggest thing. Don't give up. I I have nothing else to put before or behind it. Just don't give up. Absolutely. It's so, it's so powerful. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. So, all right. So Chris, how does everyone support you? How do we find out more about what you're doing and just get in touch? You can learn more from my website. It's www.themyospot.com. Um, and If anybody is looking to reach out at any point in time, I'm on most of the social media channels. It's at the Myospot, T-H-E-M-Y-O-S-P-O-T. You can also learn more from my book. I chronicle my story in there, and it is a phenomenal journey that I went on even to writing a book, but it's on Amazon. It's accomplished, how to sleep better, eliminate burnout, and execute goals. Yes, love it. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. We'll see you. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.